An Elegant Weapon is now a proud member of the Points of Interest Podcast Network and is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. Like them on Facebook and find them on Twitter at Nemesis underscore studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer and you don't want no part of this shit. An Elegant Weapon but a more civilized age. What's up? This is Vic Ruggiero from the Slackers, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. We can allude to that fully. That's the whole. That's the whole point of the show. Your real name. My real name right now is yeah. Christoph D. DeMarco. <laughs> what's your from Conan? DeMarco. And you know what I've also learned that I hate is my voice played back to me. Really? It doesn't sound like me. It's Checkity check check. This is episode 71 of An Elegant Weapon. Check. This is me re-flicking my pick. We got a huge bag of weed, and we're gonna smoke it. So it's not auspicious or anything? Not in any way. It's episode 71 of An Elegant Weapon. Uh, I've been on episode 70. Was there any kind of fanfare for that? No, not really. Uh, Damn it! I, I interviewed Reenard, who is D.A. Bishop. Who is a uh, he does that stranger zombie comic? Do you remember him from Fan Expo? Nope. Comic Con. Not one bit. Anyways, this voice you're hearing is Carlos. What was it? D. DeMarco. It's Danny D. DeMarco. Danny D. DeMarco. He's my friend. You've. <laughs> this is Ian. You've heard him before on uh, several Fan Expo and Toronto Comic Con shows. Now the beauty of all of this, yes, is that you edit it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So fantastic. So we can just go to town. And, uh, you'll yeah. you'll figure all this shit out later. Oh yeah. That's that's the fun part also for me later. So it's no worries. Yeah, you were on the last uh, Toronto Comic Con, dude. You were on like six episodes ago. Yeah. Or whatever. Uh, was that when the Grey Cup invaded and we were actually mashed together with this Grey Cup? No. All right. Well. No. Because um, I don't. Maybe you were at the. Because yeah. the last Comic Con that you and I went to, yeah. I was hurt sacking terribly. And yeah. I damn near vomited before we <laughs> even walked through those front doors. And I mean, really, I did. I actually booked one up into my <laughs> mouth and had to veer off to the right. And that was like right when we got to the doors. Because I wasn't going to get in. I wasn't going to get oh, yeah, into yeah. that thing. You had totally set us up with that. I mean, it was that big. was the uh, the royal, not the royal, the Fairmont Hotel one. Remember that was well, that Grey was Cup the Grey Cup one. But then you're right. Then you got us in specifically to the last Comic Con oh, because yeah, it sold yeah. out so quickly. That's right. That was Toronto Comic Con, and you yeah. ended up coming with your credentials. You brought your creds, your heavy creds. Which yeah. was the fact that you would actually got in the booth. Yeah, yeah. You got I had the exhibitors, exhibitors pass. pass yeah. You came in. You got. Nixon said, "Don't worry about it." You know, because he, yeah. he had already bought his um, ticket online, and he was going. He, to he get had to get through, his premium anyway. But I so he had was to pick one of these swag. suckers that had to line up for the ticket, then reline up for the entry. Yeah. And you're right; you just swooped in, uh, cape flowing, absolutely, <laughs> just like, "Yep, yeah, let's go in." And I walked with you. I remember walking like that hundred paces because we were almost there. Yeah, yeah. And then I had to veer off to yeah. the left and puked in my mouth. A complete and total barfarama. Are you going this year? 
Oh hell yeah! I, I applied all for right, Chris Nixon Platt always passes. buys his tickets online, right? Yeah, he's all into that. Yeah, and he, he never, gets the premium pass and he though, which sells out. Me because I don't want to. I don't necessarily need to go for all three days. You know, and I, I yeah, you always manage though. I, I could, I suppose, if I had it, I'd take yeah. advantage of it. I'd make use of it. But for the most part, I just go for one or two days. But Nixon now refuses to buy my tickets because I. Asked him to get me one online the one year. He did. I bailed. You were there that year. I don't know if you remember that. And he ended up, you know, on the, on, you know, holding yeah. the bag for that cost of the ticket. And I don't think I ever reimbursed him. I never actually <laughs> went, like, look, I feel bad. Here's the So 50 buy him, like, a piece of art this year or something and give it to him and be like, hey, look, this is, this is for that year I stiffed you. But get him something ridiculous. Well, because of <laughs> what we've had experience in the past, I yeah, I definitely if we're gonna go, and you do the same thing now. I'm assuming you buy your stuff online too. You buy your passes online. Yeah, but I applied yeah, for yeah. press passes this year. And what? Yeah, well, we were all taught. I dude, I'd cut into that. I would absolutely well, no, cut it's not in, how it give works. you some dough it's not uh, how it because works. you can only have so many. It's people not dough. It's not. That. It has nothing to do with dough. It's just purely applying for them to give you media accreditation, basically saying, okay, here's your press pass. And then you get opportunities to interview, or you get to write on a list like who are your top picks that you'd like to like get a fucking you know soundbite from, sort of thing. Excuse me. And uh, yeah, then you wait. There's like an online application. You fill it all out. You send them your links to your blog into this podcast. You know. And you say, I want to come on in. These are this is why we're in the sci-fi and yeah. Star Wars. So how does that how does that screw us though? It doesn't screw you. It just doesn't help you. (laughs) (laughs) If I am left to my devices to buy a ticket regular day, I guarantee it that day I'm not getting in. Why don't you just buy it ahead of time? Because Nixon won't buy me. I will give you the... Give me the money first. And then I'll buy you a ticket. I will. I will. Because I'll get it online. Yeah, I should do that. For just give me the money Maybe I should first. Just give that to Nixon too. Yeah. Just give him the money. I don't know. But yeah, yeah he's it'll not going to do it all three hundred. And it'll be all magically printed. Yeah, no. You know what? It's instant too. You print it well, out. Are they already sold out right by now or not? I mean, Jesus. Premium Christ, might be. Premium yeah. sells out pretty quick. You know who's Jesus, coming this year? This comes quick. Princess Leia, Miss Carrie Fisher, Carrie Fisher yeah. Yeah. and the Emperor. Only through me can you achieve a power greater than any Jedi. Which is uh, Ian McDermott. I'll leave that to you. Hmm. I watched a hilarious YouTube video today of this babysitter, like a teenager, babysitting like a two or three year old, playing in the living room, and uh, the baby throws a ball and it breaks a glass on the table, right? And so the babysitter's keeping the kid away from the broken glass, and the baby starts crying. Because it's trying to get forward, and she's holding it back, so the baby's crying, and she's keeping it away from the broken glass. And then the cat comes running downstairs, and is like, what the fuck's going on? And saw the baby crying, and just fucking attacks the babysitter. Like, leaps on her, and she's like, what the fuck? And it's like attacking her legs and climbing up her and shit, and? trying to protect the baby. And uh, I think eventually she grabbed the baby and, like, locked themselves in a bedroom or something. But yeah, this well, cat, the cat went fucking crazy. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah oh, this was oh, yeah, all around the living room and like off camera upstairs into another camera, and fucking yeah. it was the craziest shit, man. God bless people's yeah. sensibilities, you know. Just say, look, this thing has gone wild. I'm gonna lock myself in a closet away from it. You know, me, I'd have just stomped on its back and broken its spine. That's what I was thinking. I was like, kick the fucking that, yeah, thing. That would, be, that would be solved in about. Two seconds, you know, for this ordeal for this poor lady lasted for hours. No, it was probably like 10, 15 minutes of this cat attacking Too long. Far too long. Longer than it ever had to happen. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? But she was right. She was was right to do that. She was right to do that. She's trying to hit it. I mean, and I applaud her. I really do for, you know, <laughs> realizing that it also has the right <laughs> to exist, yeah. despite how crazy it's gone. Dude, it was protecting the baby. Yeah. Like, that's like... What but the she fuck? was protecting the baby, so there was a real conflict yes. of interest there. <laughs> yes. Every time it got close to, like, the mm. baby... It just fucking went at it. I don't, I don't understand human yeah. nature. That's yeah. a tough one. I'm... I would have just... I am not a zoologist, <laughs> man. Jesus, I don't... Cats are crazy, man. Wow. 
I like it when they throw dead mice and birds at my feet. And I have that with the cats that I'm and yeah. they do that all the time. I saw an Oakville cat, a snobby Oakville cat yesterday, uh, walking around with a chipmunk in its mouth. I was like, oh, delicacy. <laughs> you nabbed yourself a fucking chipmunk. They're quick. They're tough to catch, man. Those things are wily. They are this cat, fast. It was, it was walking like down the sidewalk wily. with it. Like, fucking look at me. <laughs> yeah, I got a chipmunk. What? <laughs> We do the same thing. You like, know. didn't even cut the grass. Walked to the corner, made a left turn. Uh, and just kept take walking. a couple thousand years away, and we'd be doing the same thing, man. We'd be doing the exact same thing. You know Tarzan, the Disney Tarzan that my kids obsessed with right now. At the very beginning, the two gorilla lose their baby gorilla to a cheetah, and the cheetah like jacks it. Like they're sleeping. Sorry, what? Back, back that right up to baby gorilla. <laughs> okay. Back that right up. <laughs> okay, you know Disney's Tarzan? The animated Tarzan? No, and that's, I think, where the failing started. He had like dreadlocks. We're right there. Rosie O'Donnell. No, was I, 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 I didn't want to it was one of Why the fuck movies? would I sit down and watch a Disney animated it's one movie? Of the fucking big ones. I don't but know. But I, for any reason. Okay, well, you're familiar with the story of Tarzan, yes? Well, the Jungle Book Tarzan, yes. <laughs> That's a bit of a Tarzan snub, actually. If you want to get right okay. down to it. Actually, I starred in the original 1939 <laughs> serial of Tarzan. <laughs> Okay, so at the beginning of the movie, there's a mama gorilla and a papa gorilla, and they have a baby gorilla, and they're all sleeping at night, and the baby gorilla wakes up and like is distracted by a bug or something and chases it out into the jungle, and a cheetah comes out of nowhere and just fucking jacks it. She's like, ah, takes it, runs in here, as it runs into the fucking, it's like a Bambi's mom getting shot moment. You know? And I was like watching it with my fucking two and a half year old, and I was just like, ah, and, like, the dad stops the mom from, like, trying to save her. They're like, oh, no, we've lost their baby. And I was like, this is pretty fucking heavy shit here, man. Like, luckily later, fucking Tarzan jacks that fucking cheetah. Do you know what I sadly watched <laughs> just the other night? What? And here's my commentary on this. <laughs> is I watched Twilight Breaking Dawn <laughs> Part 1 and 2 <laughs> back to back because I just happened to get the movie channels. I decided, hey, what the fuck? Oh my goodness. So, watched both these movies, and uh, I understand what the intended, you know, target audience is for these films, and I just, I could not believe it. It was just like, this yeah. is, that's, wow, that was yeah. amazing to me. I and never, I've and for all of you who have seen the film, you know who you are. <laughs> You know who I'm talking to. I saw the You've first seen one. it. They, they're promoting sex. <laughs> A lot of sex. To young, young, very influential children. Edward Cullen is a rapist. And... Furthermore, <laughs> Bella Swan oh, no. is a whore. <laughs> Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? Uh, your typical 18-year-old relationship. She's a... What is it? She's in a bestiality and necrophilia at the same time. That's some fucked up no, shit. No, what really is... What really amazes me is shit. it parallels to your average 18-year-old relationship. <laughs> I mean, the whole film just translates into this is how fucked up relationships are now for 18 year olds. Welcome to the digital age, fuckers. This has been a conversation with Darth Maul. Hey, so have you been up on the Star Wars train at all? Uh, how so? 
Are you been up on all the gossip? Yes, the whole fact that Lucasfilm on. sold his whole fucking bit to Disney. No, and Disney my god, dude, that was so okay, like okay, eight so, months ago. All right, so, all right. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, JJ's making the new movie. Right, uh, you know that. I, I'm assuming that you've seen Superman. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming you've seen World War Z. I haven't seen World War Z yet. Well, Superman was fucking top notch. Yeah, oh I'm God. glad you agree. Oh my God. <laughs> that was a good movie. Yeah, it was fucking unbelievable. So it took my dad to see that one. Which oh, yeah? Me, Andrew, and, uh, and nice. my dad. And, and the parallel there is that uh, my dad actually took us to see the original Superman. Nice. Back in what, Yeah, the 80s? 76. Yeah, yeah. I guess, was that the 70s? Yeah, man. Like, one of the first movie experiences I ever had was a Superman with my dad, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, saw in the theater, uh, saw the original Star Wars uh, down on Lakeshore That's in Burlington, amazing. basically where Brownlee lives now, more or less, that same uh, area. That's fucking awesome. I saw Jedi when I was six, but I was born the year Star Wars came out, so that wasn't doable for me. Took my dad to see the new uh, Star Trek too, which was uh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, wasn't it great? And yeah. he's gonna make a great Star. Well, no, I'll tell you, no, I actually, the Star Trek um, sequel I found yeah. to be very predictable. Like it was, like I just, yeah. you know, and you're good at that. You're very good yeah. at spotting the predictability, and you can't say that you did not just like. Of course, I did have some kind of pre-knowledge that was Khan was involved, some, yeah. and there was this whole thing. So, there was but I found knowing surprises. that, 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 but very few. I didn't think they. I found the whole that. thing was predictable, and it yeah. wrapped up very nice and neatly into a nice yeah. little package. And you saw all of it coming. You saw all of it coming. I didn't know that they were going to recreate the whole death scene and then switch it. So it was great. It was fun. Yeah, sure, yeah. absolutely. And, a lot and of people's I, complaints are that he made Star Trek too like Star Wars. And you heard Takai's uh, uh, complaint about that. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and he yeah. was saying that he makes great soap operas, but Roddenberry himself had really drawn parallels between real life. I mean, he really made the, you know, it was a statement, you know what I mean? Like, his episodes were moral statements, and yeah. that was the whole, and, and, and Abrams isn't really doing that. He is just making these popcorn, you know, action flicks and and Takai was saying yeah. basically that they're great soap operas. That's what great, Star like, Wars soap is operas. Star Wars never had a message other than believe but in yourself. I, I force, actually you know? I did I did appreciate the first Star Trek much better than the sequel Into Darkness. I thought the Into Darkness was very predictable. It was good. It was yeah, a lot yeah. of action but um World War Z, very good flick. You did like it then. Oh, yeah, I very That's much liked it. And I was a big fan of the book, man. It's, it's, it's kind of like a prequel to the book, right? Well, they didn't go at all like the book. I mean, the book takes place 10 years after the, you know, 10 plus years after the actual zombie apocalypse is wrapped up. You know what I mean? It's a sort of Earth is in recovery mode. And as they're doing that, this author decides that he needs to take the dictation of those survivors of the zombie war before they die, you know, right. and so their story can be told, basically. And their story is what the movie is. But not really, because there's all kinds of differences. There's all kinds of differences. And, uh, and, so, and, and Brad though. Pitt also said that he wasn't looking for that. Like, he wasn't looking to really do... He just wanted to make a great action film, you know. He wasn't yep. looking to do the book to a T, but because it did so well in gross, they're now saying there's going to be at least one or two sequels done for it, and they're going to sort of base the sequels. This is what I've heard, and I don't know if you've heard the same thing. I had They're going to sort of base those, the sequels that will be, will be more or less stories drawn straight from the book, because the book was just a series of short stories. Yeah. It wasn't, you know... I mean, Speaking I, of the Twilight, you say, you know the one guy in Twilight, the baseball hat wearing guy, the brother, who's like the jock guy? I'm pretty sure it's him. Well, I don't know. I only I haven't seen I, I haven't know. seen all of the Twilights up to that. I just I only watched saw the first the last one. Two. But they're making a Tarzan I movie. Seen any of them? And I heard they cast the guy from Twilight as Tarzan. Right. But they're gonna make another like good like fucking. That'd be badass if they could make a decent fucking live action Tarzan. 
It know. hasn't been done in a long know. time, man. Uh, you know, it, turns out it hasn't been listen, done since that show. Remember the show with the guy? Tell like, you this: blonde, blonde the Lone Ranger that fucking tanked. It tanked yeah, badly, tanked. and quite frankly, these legends, these they're like the John Waynes. You know, the Lone Rangers, the Tarzans, the John Waynes. That is yesterday's news. It really is now. I mean, that's just a dead franchise. It's a fucking dead franchise. These signed, you know, John Wayne memorabilia and stuff like that is going to be worth just about fucking zero <laughs> in about ten years because it's only worth what people are willing Do you think to pay Westerns for. Are dead then? And yeah, Westerns are dead. It, there's, it's, it will fall into an extreme niche and not a commonplace thing. People Sorry, keep, I let that go. Yeah, I let that go ma- right now. But like I said, people keep this stuff them, is only worth what people will pay for and. People will forget John Wayne's name. How many kids do you know these days know who fucking James Cagney is? Yeah. Very fucking few. And yeah. to see it, and you know why you won't see a James Cagney flick? It's because he's hitting women all the time. <laughs> he's And it's just like, so James Cagney will be erased from yeah. the fucking... In di- and, and shit like that, you know, uh, it's amazing to see what comes and goes. And again, in our lifetime, in our lifetime, we've seen, like I said, we talked about species come and go. Uh, uh, we've seen a lot. We've seen, we've seen an entire way of thinking fall. Communism fell in our lifetime and disintegrated. It just around the dude. We saw the fall of communism, on, which was man. there was Cuba's two ways on. life could go: democracy and communism. And there was like yeah. this strain for, and we saw in our own lifetime communism fall, and give and give way to democracy. And I see the last holdouts, and we're seeing the last holdouts of communism now, yeah. and their death throes. And it's just like we have seen so much. I mean, it's amazing what we've seen. Freedom! Are you still reading Swamp Thing? Are you keeping up with your Swamp Thing? Uh, yeah. 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 Well, no, not. I'll tell you what. Do I've you got read there. the new Fifty Two Swamp Thing? Yes, absolutely. And it's it's good. Oh my God! It's 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 better than good. I will lend them to you on a sure. word. You give it to me. They're all yours. I have a nice little box. I'll just give you the fucking set. You can take it, read it. Beautiful. I guarantee you. Um, you but you will. are regularly buying the new 52. Well, let's put it this way. Uh, I think it comes out. It's a monthly, monthly isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's a, a monthly. monthly. See, the old Swamp things used to be like bi-monthly. They only came out once every two months. Like So <laughs> there was only few issues per yeah. year. And you really had to wait for the new Swamp thing. But yeah, I think it's monthly now. What do you think about Guillermo del Toro wanting to do the Justice League Dark movie? Have you heard about this? No. There's, do you know what Justice League Dark is? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, like Constantine and Swamp Thing and fucking... Then no. Then it, I'll take that all back. It's then like no. it's like the Justice League of like fantasy and like magic and like shit, right? And they that's who they fight. It's like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead man and stuff like yeah. that's in there. And uh, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, there's uh, yeah, there's so many. He wants to do their so movie though. He wants to do a movie with all those type characters with like Swamp Thing and Constantine. And I think, and I've heard people say this and agree with me that. Constantine was not that bad a movie. It was a great flick. It was a good movie, well, I sure, thought. It was a great yeah. flick. And, uh, well done. Well, well portrayed. I'd love to have one. seen another one, yeah. I really would. Yeah, no, it was well done. I have... Uh, Constantine was introduced in Swamp Thing. I mean, that was his first appearance. The first appearance of Constantine oh, was ever was in Swamp Thing. I had uh, it. I have it upstairs. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty sweet. There's this uh, thing coming up. Hellblazer was spawned by that. I mean, that was in the Alan Moore, you know, days. Mm-hmm. But Hellblazer was absolutely spawned from that. But uh, Alan uh, or, or John Constantine does still make appearances in the New 52. Like, his character is attached to the story of Oh, yeah, Swamp he's in Thing. Justice it's, League Dark, too. It's and, absolutely yeah. part of it. I mean, Is like there a Hellblazer comic? I don't yeah, know if there's yeah, a title. Is there, yeah, it's called There's Hellblazer. a present title, Hell- oh, Hellblazer, though? It's the still, Constantine character. So there's a New 52 Hellblazer, is what you're the, telling that's me. That's what DC split the Vertigo one. They, and, and no, I'm saying right it. now, in the New 52, is no, there a Hellblazer no, title? No, sorry. All right. No, absolutely not. 
Gotcha. Not Hellblazer was DC. It was a DC title. Um, they also introduced a character called Etrogan, the Demon. And the Demon had its own series as well. DC broke off, and then you can check that out as what, well. What, they were on Vertigo? Uh, no, I think it was still DC. That was one. It was still DC, Vertigo, a couple of years later, a couple of few years later. I'm pretty sure that, I don't know, you could do the fine research on that one, but it was absolutely characters that were introduced in Swamp Thing. Constantine, Etrigan, the Demon. Everyone knows how I feel about the Man of Steel. And I fucking loved the Man of Steel. Yeah, I can't. I'd say well, give him anything. What you? What did you especially like about that one? The visual fucking roller coaster of emotion I was taking on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even fucking care about the story. I was like, do you see what's fucking happening before us? Look, 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 look. Yeah, that was yeah, like no, pointing at the screen uh, just going, stun- look. Stunning and I just respect. didn't care too much. We all know the story, so let them have some fun with it. Fuck around with it. Let them do what they want to try. Oh. Just make it look good. It and it looked real, fucking it amazing. It looked real sharp. You yeah, know? Yeah. I'm sorry, he's never done any wrong to me, Zack Snyder. 300, Watchmen, even that fucking Owl movie. Watchmen was good. Man. Brilliant. Fantastic. Brilliant shit. He changed the well, of ending course. of The Watchmen and made it better, in my opinion. Yeah, made sure. it make sense. Well, how could... Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because, <laughs> well, that's what he did. Yeah. Is he was like... And that's why Alan Moore was like, well, I'm not going to touch it then. You know what I mean? Because he, they, they put on... Uh, who was the other fellow attached to the other writer or the illustrator? Uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah. But basically, he uh, did a whole bunch of consultation with them while they were shooting the flick. And... He was actually endorsing it to Alan Moore. It was like, yeah, they're actually going with your vision. You know what I mean? They're not changing it around like you were afraid they were going to do. He put the comic on He's going to try yeah. to be true to it, but Alan Moore was still like, I'm not going to associate myself <laughs> with it because they have taken liberties with it, and the liberties are, yeah, we changed the ending. And, but that was pretty much it. And the whole thing was like, but yeah, we made the ending actually make sense because yeah. your ending was like... Fucking nuts. I turned the page, <laughs> and it was like I dropped acid like what what the what the fuck (coughs) well I'm British and I'm brilliant and I can just do that and that's what I do how dare you step on my idea that's art I've created art there you write my vision all you do is that you created 292 pages of a good story and then confused the fuck out of me on page 293 and 4 Now I don't know what the fuck is going on. What's going on? <laughs> fuck you, Alan Moore. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> also, you're awesome. <laughs> Except for you. lately. <laughs> but before, you were good. Except for lately. Yeah, because yeah, you got all independent. And, <laughs> I don't know, something. That's one of the best lines I've ever. You know you're you're awesome, yeah. except for lately. Where you haven't been awesome, and you've been kind of way out there and just way out there stuff. I dig it and everything. Oh Jesus Christ, man! A lot. You know what? I think Grant Morrison is brilliant. And I think he's a genius. But I don't, there's like a third of his shit that I think is crap. I think he he like he hits genius eight out of ten times, but then he does some stuff, and I'm just like, where the hell are you going with that? Same thing, like you turn a page and you're like, I what? A good chunk. what? It's, it's all yours. Right, like, and what's then going I smoked on? it out. I smoked a whole bunch of yeah. it, and then it went out. That's all right. Let's let it be for now. I think we've. we've I think okay. I have. Yeah. <laughs> good job on that. You have smoked yourself retarded. Ah, well played, man. We have this new segment on the show. It's uh, it's called Christie's Cantina. Oh God! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, our very good friend, follower, and supporter from the very beginning, first episode. Right, because this isn't live. I mean, they're no. not listening. Thank God. No. Listen, she uh, she's in Denver. She's in Colorado. All right. And uh, and she's a Star Wars fellow Star Wars fangirl. And uh, she's been on the show many times, and we've started a segment for the show with her. It's called Christie's Cantina. 
Yes. And it's where we uh, we just catch up on the Star Wars talk for the week. All right. We have a little chat. I love it. Yeah. I so, love everything about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, is she cute? She's cute. The cutest of button. She's adorable. She yeah, really is. Go uh, put her in your pocket and take her everywhere with you. Uh, that's the sweetest Because anytime thing. you need to smile, you just pull her out of your pocket and be like, yeah, sweet. Yep. So uh, she's a coffee fiend. She has a, a blog called Obi-Wan Drank Coffee. And people should go read it. And it's fucking awesome. She has her own podcast with uh, our friend Francis. It's called Naboo Brew. And they talk about Star Wars and coffee. And it's a great new podcast. But she comes and joins us here for Christie's Cantina. Listen to this. Okay, well, Star Wars, man. Yes. What's been going on Star Wars? Just Star Wars universe in general, or? Um, lots of stuff's been going on. Well, yeah, I mean, it was kind of a slow Star Wars news week this week. Well, overall, first, but... I guess we should congratulate Mr. Lucas on his, uh... Wedding? Awesome. There. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know She's... she was black until I Isn't heard she today. beautiful? I haven't seen her. I've never oh, seen her, to. and then I heard someone mention it today, and I was like, oh, really? I didn't know that. She, I, I think she's gorgeous, and she's a businesswoman out of Chicago. Oh, yeah? So, And I can't remember how long they've been together, but I, good for him. Absolutely. Good for him. He's, yeah. he's kind of retiring. He's, you know. Yeah. This is his moment. Yeah, it's. Uh, I heard at the wedding, uh, Steven Spielberg gave the speech. Yes. And Samuel L. Jackson tweeted. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did he? In fact, tweet? I saw that tweet. He he just was congratulating them on their their wedding. So, and that's kind of neat. Uh, that's super cool. It's amazing. Kevin Smith got married at Skywalker Ranch. Did he? Yeah, he got married there. Lucky and, him. Uh, yeah, well, he got permission, and George was sure, Kevin, and uh, he, you know, he so he got married there. And it was funny because. He, uh, they started making fun of Lucas for having ripped off Kevin's idea to get married at Skywalker Ranch. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Have you heard about the uh, the nutritionists? The nutritionists? No. Um, officially, Disney sent uh, a nutritionist and a physical th- trainer, personal trainer, to uh, <laughs> Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill. Okay. Like, <laughs> so it's beyond official that they're going to be in it, and uh, I think they are. I mean, they no, haven't it's, officially it's announced, but absolutely you know. official now because Disney did admit that they sent tr- sent them trainers and nutritionists. Was this on their website or? or... Uh, I don't know. But hey, I mean, Stumbling. come on, everybody knows they're in the movie. Oh, it was you Carrie know. Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Oh, of course. Yeah, of, of course. course it was Carrie. Yeah, and she was like. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. They sent me a trainer and a nutritionist, and I'm going to oh, get in shape. <laughs> she, she cannot keep anything quiet. No, and that's why we love her. That's and she's exact- going to be at Fit Expo. I am so jealous of you guys. I am so, so jealous. I have a bad feeling about this. There has uh, been tons of casting talk for Princess Leia as well. Have you heard this? Cast, um, yeah, I've heard of the casting calls. Oh, sorry, not for Princess Leia, for Jaina. Or yeah, like assumptions that Jaina... It, uh, it, don't you think it's crazy that people are, are so on this Jaina thing? I, you know, I honestly just don't believe anything right now um, until I see it on Lucasfilm. Like, Their you saw website. the casting call, though, right? The casting I did. Sheet. I did. Yeah, so everybody's just making assumptions because of one of the, you know. But I just can't believe they're assuming so far is that, like, Jennifer Lawrence is the front runner. Oh, know? my gosh. I did not hear Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I heard that. Were... That's the last one I yeah. heard was Jennifer I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I hope not. But... It'll be – I'm thinking it's going to be people that we're not quite familiar with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. How because, famous was Ewan, though, before he was Obi-Wan? Like, See, not that famous. Like, Because Trainspotting was a pretty big movie. It was, but not necessarily in the States, I don't uh, think. 
That's true. I don't know. I couldn't say. It was huge here in Canada. See, and it was kind of an artsy film, correct? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and I so I think, and Benedict Cumberbatch was in Star Trek. And he's not, well, Sherlock's pretty famous, but still, he's not... Um, like a household Holly- name, yeah. Right. Yeah. He's not really Hollywood material, if, if or he wasn't before this movie, really Hollywood type material. Mm-hmm. So I think J.J. Abrams will choose people like that. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, I mean, come on. They they stuck pretty much to it. Like, what, what do you think the most famous name they attached to the prequels was probably Liam Neeson. Yeah. Although, what, what am I saying? They got Christopher Lee in there, so you know that's yeah, that's true. Too. And yeah. Samuel L. Jackson, I guess. So. I guess they were <laughs> kind of stocked, you know. <laughs> yeah, but does J.J. Abrams? I mean, is he a person that uses really famous actors and actresses for his movies? Not necessarily. I mean, Star Trek is, you know, the most famous guy in the Star Trek cast is probably like Simon Pegg or uh, mm-hmm. Zachary Quinto there, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you think? Do you think there's going to be a lot of EU then or just some? Yeah, I, I I don't see how not or I really more so I don't see why not. Now, I here's what I think. I think that. It's not going to they're not going to try to stick really really close to the EU. So I don't necessarily think that it's going to be based on the EU as much as I think it's going to be more based on Lucas's original ideas. Mhm. And which the EU grew out of. So right. I think they're going to be it's going to be like a cousin to the EU where it will be the EU but not like very strictly you know what I right. mean? Right. So right. I think it was always Lucas's idea that Han and Leia had kids. And that's an old school idea that Luke restarts the Academy. And that those were things that Lucas had written years ago. But mm-hmm. very, very vaguely. You know, like right. he we didn't don't go into know really... what is. Yeah. We, we don't know what he had for a whole seven, eight and nine. But we do know the base that the EU grew out of was definitely Lucas written and Lucas ideas. And you can't fault his ideas just because he's not a good director and that the prequels. Imagine the prequels had J.J. Abrams. They, mm. you know, they those stories would have held up fine and probably people would have praised them if they were actually done by like J.J. Abrams. Do you know what true. I mean? Yeah, They're not true. bad stories. They were just executed poorly in some ways. It was the the romance wasn't there because the acting was kind of horrible with the whole Hayden Christensen thing going on. Just the love thing, you know, with him and Padme. It, it, it was so it unbelievable. It took me a while to accept that. Yeah. To get to the point where I was comfortable with that. But you're right. When I first watched the romance, I was kind of, I don't know, bored or. Yeah, you were uh, feeling, It was off-putting. Right? Off-putting. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but it made no sense. It felt forced, you know. Yeah, it did. I mean, you know, we don't know. George Lucas probably, and I'm going to go on the record here. I'm going to guess that he already has the story written. Yeah, or at least and, like layouts, at least like bullet points, or like a what would you call it? Like a like an outline. Yeah, totally. Yeah, an outline. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think he already has it written. I think they're going to go by that. Yeah, and because it is being freshly written, so, you know, and it's being written by, who's the guy writing it? The, uh, is the Toy Story guy or whatever, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but I don't remember his name. Yeah, I'm blanking on his name, maybe Mark something or something. I'm gonna blame the amount of food I had today on that one. I'm gonna blame the amount of doobs I had today on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Okay, we're, we're, we're Yeah, we're in sync. (laughs) Um, no, I but I mean, yeah, I hope they I, I kind of stick to it because there is some really, really cool stuff. So I think, I think it might be sprinkled with a few very vague references here to the EU, but nothing like super solid. I don't think we'll really probably see any characters from the EU come out of it except for the family. Right. You know what I mean? The daughter was, um, isn't George Lucas okay with, um, Jaden? The character Jaden from the EU? Am I correct on that? Uh, who's is it Jaden? 
Or am I saying the, the brother? Wrong? What Jada's no, brother? No, no, the sister, sister. Well, there's Jaina and uh, Jason, or the twins, and then there's little Anakin. There's her younger brother. Oh, okay, okay. I forgot there yeah. was a third. You might be thinking Mara Jade. I didn't think he was ever okay with her. Um, he. I don't know. I haven't heard, but she's very, very prominent in all the novels, and the, she's very popular, isn't she? Oh yeah, among yeah, and she's a badass fans. character. So I don't see why he wouldn't. You know, they had a kid, eh? Like there's, like him and Luke got married and had a child, and I mean, how do you feel about that? Are you okay with Luke? Getting married and oh, yeah? having a child, or I, I just it, never pictured him getting married. Yeah, I think it's perfect because what he did is he changed the whole rules to the order because family should be a good thing and not a forbidden thing. Mm. And as has that's been, you know, certain Jedi's outlook in the past, and uh, he's kind of readopted that and been like, you know, of course we're family, family's important, you know. And it's like a new – like there's been times, even though he's considered the Grand Master of the Jedi Order, he has stepped aside at many times and been like, I can't lead you for now. You, this is a time you need to figure it out for yourself or I need to you know, figure this out or whatever. And he's actually stepped aside at times mm. and, and left them kind of to figure certain things out on their own. And so him and Mara, you know, because Mara – I don't know. Do you know – are you familiar with her, her whole life story and everything? I'm not because I'm just not sure if I like the idea of him being married. Okay, well, let me lay it out for you then. Mara Jade was an agent of the Empire, and she was one of the Emperor's hands. Oh, so she was a Sith then? Um, she was not a Sith. She was like a half-trained Sith. She was like a like a Grievous or like a... A Darth Maul, maybe? Yeah, more like a Maul. Okay. But, you know, she, uh, she didn't use a lightsaber. Like she wasn't, oh. full, yeah. She she wasn't like Jedi trained. Like she was just a badass kind of bounty hunter chick. And uh, the Emperor had a couple of these kind of bounty hunters, and they were his hands. Like they would be the hand of the Emperor. And she was trained and sent to kill Luke. That was her whole mission and her whole purpose was to go kill Luke. And uh, she went off to find Luke and met Luke, and through whatever reasons, they she fell in love with him. And he fell in love with her. And they fought off the Emperor and blah, 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 blah. And then uh, they straight up got married uh, right around – it was after he started the Academy again. And uh, because she was still too into uh, fighting off the last of the Empire and this and that. So, And he was putting the Academy back together and they were, you know – starting to try to get the New Republic all worked out and stuff. Mm. And uh, by the way, uh, this yes. is off topic, but a lot of people uh, I've heard mentioned lately um, the Old Republic. And actually, I think you guys might have been talking about this, how there's uh, like there's 4,000 years ago in the Republic and 16,000 years ago in the Republic or whatever. Yes. You know, at what point is it the Old Republic? Well, the whole idea of the Old Republic is the same is is everything pre-Empire. Right. Right. And then the right. New Republic is what was formed in the novels. So a lot of people get confused and they think, you know, how is 4,000 years ago the same as 32,000 years ago that they could both be just called the Old Republic? Right. No, it's, it's because of the break in the rule of the Empire there and then they started the New Republic afterwards. So they, they were doing that and getting this together and they fell in love and they got married and uh, they had a kid, and that kid would be Ben Skywalker. Oh, they named him after Obi-Wan Kenobi. They did. Wow. <laughs> hey, you got me reading Plagueis. How is it so far? Are you liking it? Really good. How far it's into it dark. are you? I'm like uh, chapter seven now. No, okay, it's... you're into it then. Yeah, it's a Sith book. It's totally it dark. It is yeah? dark. Yeah. I... I, I... Hadn't really realized the whole Sith mindset until you. I just it opened my eyes to so many things. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, that's what I loved about it. You wait, wait, do you get? Because like, the entire Phantom Menace occurs in that book. See, that's what I've been told. Yeah, and it's amazingly well done. It's it makes you watch the Phantom Menace in a whole different way. And we're gonna start reading the. New Obi-Wan Kenobi book, right? Yes, we are. Yeah. Okay. When's that out? Do you know when that's out? Uh, you know, I think it's September. I want to say September. 
I'm actually going to maybe Google it here. I still want to get the uh, Book of the Jedi and the Book of the Sith, too. I don't have my hands on those yet. The Book of the Sith is what I want. Yeah. The, uh, I have the Jedi one. Do you? Is it good? Yeah, I like it. It's fun. You're just talking about the one where it's um book on their training, right? Kind of a the fun little book where Obi-Wan Kenobi writes in the margins. Yes, and yes, yes, yeah. yes. That's exactly yeah, it's fun. what I'm talking it's about. It's fun. Yeah, and it's Kenobi by John Jackson Miller, which I'm not familiar. Uh, I've heard that name, but I don't know if I've read any of his books. But uh, they usually have pretty good authors working on those things, you know? Well, it's August 27th, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, so you have till August 27th to finish Plagueis. (laughs) Hopefully I can get it done before then. (laughs) And the Emperor's coming to Fan Expo, too. See... Yeah, yeah. Now I'm just triple jealous. I think it's... that's amazing. Thank you so much, Kristen. This is always fucking blast. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, that was uh, that was good times. There you go. Hey, you're up on your Walking Dead, huh? Yeah, sure. Uh, but what'd you think of? No, the... because it's been so long. Well, we haven't spoken since the finale. Actually... You saw the finale, yeah. Yeah, but I don't remember. Uh, Amanda bit the dust. Or Sorry, not, not Amanda. Andrea. Andrea. Or not? Yeah, yeah, Andrea. What do you mean, right. or not? She did. Did we actually physically oh, yeah. see she brain matter? The... No, I think... believe it was a closed door. And some kind of gunshot, and the yeah, insinuation they, that she was killed. Yeah, but then but they busted. Not, yeah, they busted in at the end. Did and we saw a carcass. Yeah, that's why it was surprising. an Andrea carcass. Yes, we saw tied it. or somehow strung to a chair. No, what happened was she had killed the fucking zombie. What's his name? Zombie, the glasses line, guy, the Trevor line, guy, or yeah, whatever the fuck is killed him. Why don't we? Are we a fan of the show or not? I know. We're well, if you're a fan of the show, how can you not remember Miles? That that guy's Miles? name was Miles. Was it Miles? Yeah. Yes, of course it was. Okay. Miles. Of course it was Miles. <laughs> yes, she killed him, but he bit her, and then uh, the three of them left the room. They left Rick alone in the room with her. And fucking, I can't remember if she did it herself or if Rick did it. I can't remember either, but then yeah, I smoked a lot of pot. I ended it, a man. lot. Fucking a ended, lot ended that, that shit. And I'm hoping. And, and then I'm remember, it ended, they loaded up all the town of uh, whatever Woodbury. Yes, that's loaded right. Loaded them up in a bus and then brought them back to fucking uh, the prison. And it ended with the prison being like fucking twice, three times the population. And I was like, that's a shitty cliffhanger. They should have left it at when the door. When it shot and the door was like closed, that we didn't know if it was Andrea or not, we they should have ended the episode there. That would have been an amazing cliffhanger. I need a recap. <laughs> I need a full. We didn't get recap. a cliffhanger really. Yeah. It's gonna go back and we'll be in the prison with three three times as many people. Yeah. But we're not like what happened. Well, I don't know. They've been doing a whole preview thing lately on AMC of Walking Dead. Yeah, and I've been sort of checking in marathons and shit. I have season one upstairs, but season two and three I haven't bothered getting because season two was kind of shit. Yeah. And season three was top notch in every respect. It yeah. really sort of kicked it into overdrive, and thank God because I was about to tune out. I was about to tune right. The I don't think out. I was ready to tune out. Yeah, but I, I was, was yeah, at the end of season because there's not that much better. Burn the barn down. Tune out to like, what yeah. though? What else are you gonna watch Sunday nights? Well, Game of Thrones <laughs> came along, and that was. Um, did you see the picture of what? The Iron Throne really looks like. Um, well, I know they came around to Toronto. They actually no, did no, that no, no, tour. no, 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 no. That one had a replica. That was at the Comic Con too. Was it? Really? Yeah, you could have your picture taken sitting in it. The one from the show is just you know it's like a big sword, like fucking made fucking throne thing. A thousand swords, yeah. yeah it's uh, cast into the throne. Yeah, yeah it's uh, George R. R. Martin tweeted a picture of. He had paintings drawn by a paint by a painter by an artist by what he he described it to the artist and had him paint pictures of what, what? he saw, 
and uh, he goes, this is what the, you know, he first he put out a big long paragraph how he loves the show, loves the throne in the show, and because of how the show is shot, there's no way they could have used the throne as he had envisioned it. So, you know, that's what he said first outright. And then they show a painting of it, and it's like a 20-foot staircase with, like, fucking, like, 15 feet of shit coming out. He, like, the guy's tiny when he's sitting in the throne, and it's, like, two stories tall of, like, fucking mangled, fucking melted-together, grotesque-looking fucking, like, swords. Not all clean and fanned out. Like, they were forged by the fire breath of a dragon, I yeah, guess, right. or some shit. Right, right. And, the but, and they look like they're all fucking yeah. melted together. And it's a big, like, thorny, and it's giant, and a big staircase. And right in the middle, you see the little fucking king sitting there. And that's, you know, that's how he envisioned it. So you can see how they couldn't do it for a show, right? But he likes the one on the show. But this is how it was in the book. In the book, yeah, yeah. this is what it looks yeah, yeah. like. I don't know. I got the one upstairs. Basically, I, I actually bought it for Andrew. It was funny. Andrew's a huge fan of it. He's been coming over and watching it, but he refuses to watch it episode by episode. He's like, call me when all 12 episodes have wrapped right. up, yeah. and I'll come by and I'll crush it in a day. A lot of people and, do it that way. Now. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. I've done yeah. that with a few... Um, series myself quite frankly yeah and it's the best way to go I mean to just just eat them all at once yeah but, when uh, you don't have to stop that's the best shit but you know what I think we have to stop cause it's getting to that point we're about to yeah, our time yeah, yeah. you know blurry eyed and clinkity clinky yeah I'd like to thank uh, Ian's Ice for being uh and I'd like to thank the editing of Jason Clark for this episode. Yeah, it's going to be uh, that he an just intimate doesn't one. Air it word for just God, for God's sake, don't be that. I'm and I'm a lot of sound effects will be added into this. This will be the first raw episode ever. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. But thanks so much. Uh, by the way, we're out here. In uh, a different city, so we're not in the man cave. So thanks for having me over. Fabulous Burlington, Burlington, Ontario, Canada. Beautiful Burlington. How was the drive-in? It was perfect. Was it alright? Not a problem. This is normally hell on earth. Uh, Ten fifteen minutes, not bad. Flew out here, perfect time. Waited just long enough after the dinner, you know. All these fucking deadsians get into their goddamn van holes. <laughs> <laughs> Right, it is. It's like clockwork, though. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. Uh, okay, thanks for listening, kids. You're fucking awesome. We'll see you next time on an elegant weapon. Say good night, Ian. Good night, Ian. Yeah. Keep our composure! We've gone too far! There's too much to lose! We've got to just keep our composure!